Hi, welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Agility Podcast. My name is Jim Tisch, and I work in product marketing for ServiceNow. Today, I'm joined with Doug Page and Fred Champlain to discuss the topic of agile funding. Agile funding is becoming a lot more popular because it addresses a lot of concerns and reflects the reality of today's organizations. Some of the benefits of agile funding can include putting the focus on value, establishing a more strategic funding model, creating frameworks for empowerment, making timely decisions for adaptive planning, and delivering value continuously. Doug, let's turn the mic over to you to lead off this discussion with Fred. Great. Thanks, Jim. And Fred, thanks for joining again. It certainly is something that's popular. We've been talking to more and more customers about Agile funding. Maybe to start with, Fred, the first question I'd like to ask you is how does Agile funding differ from what we might know from traditional funding? Sure, Doug. Yeah, there's there's a few key uh, differences when we look at agile funding. One is the uh, cadence uh, moving from an, uh, typically an annual budgeting cycle into typically into a quarterly budgeting cycle. So that's the first thing. We're, we're um, funding shorter segments. Uh, we're doing our funding process more frequently. Uh, the second is that typically we're shifting funding to be aligned along products or value streams. Uh, so we're ensuring that we have more of a continuous, smooth funding uh, of our teams. And if we think about these differences, what is the real objective of Agile funding? Meaning, how does Agile funding align with the importance of enterprise agility and ensure the uh, continuous delivery of value to clients? Yeah, that's a great question. One of the drivers for uh, having a shorter cycle on funding is we want to uh, track to an agile development process. And that is that we're more frequently releasing our product, new revisions, new features, new capabilities. And we want to get the feedback from users. And we want to use that feedback to understand where we should put our next uh, set of funding uh, rather than waiting a whole year and waiting, having to wait and maybe be locked in on our scope and having pre-committed to that scope. We'd rather have the flexibility as we learn and we validate or invalidate our hypotheses of, of funding and for products that we can actually incorporate that and, and doing that more frequently along the lines of a quarterly review. Some companies will use uh, twice a year reviews. The idea being that we're more fun, more closely uh, tracking to actual value and investing in creation of uh, future value. So the goal is to not lock funding into things that don't matter. Exactly. Definitely don't want to fund things that don't move the needle. So if that's what it is, can we talk a little about who's involved and how, how that might be different? Who's involved in, in agile funding? What kind of questions are they asking during agile funding discussions compared to traditional uh, funding? Yeah, good, good question. So the whole funding process uh, for agile funding tends to be much more data-driven. And that is a huge advantage. Um, again, along the uh, spirit of transparency from, from an agile perspective, um, having processes that are lighter weight because we're going to execute more frequently um, is, is another aspect uh, in terms of, of agile funding. The people involved are beyond just the typically the, the finance team. Uh, now you're actually getting project managers, you're getting architects, you're getting teams uh, giving their feedback. So an agile funding process um, it creates that, that um, loop back into uh, up to the, the funders or the business owners, which historically it's been pretty much a one-way budget. Uh, once you get your allocation of funding, it's allocated. 
uh, live with those constraints. Now we're asking uh, the actual teams, the arts, in the case of SAFE, to actually surface feedback. And we have metrics on the values, what, what I call the value telemetry, that helps us guide those conversations. So now we've got the finance folks actually engaged with the developers, the product people, um, and bringing a holistic uh, picture together on what the funding looks like, um, having that full transparent conversation and being data-driven. I guess uh, by having this from a more continuous perspective, meaning the cycles are smaller, the ability to estimate the, the outcome of this funding is probably more accurate. Would, would that be true? Yeah, absolutely. In, in general, as we estimate more based on program increments or quarterly or what, whatever shorter cycle um, enterprises are using, um, now we're somewhat catching finance up to that. So we've been doing it for a while now in terms of the technical side, in terms of architecture, in terms of development, in terms of actual product management, thinking in features and hypotheses and, and building our product platforms incrementally, minimally marketable features and MVPs. Well, in some degree, what we're doing with the funding is now catching up to, to those good practices and making sure that we don't have funding gaps of our, our development teams, for example. We don't want to lose those uh, product teams that we worked so hard to create high-performing uh, teams, we want to make sure that they continue to be funded. So in some ways, we're closing that gap from where historically uh, finance has been. Uh, we're pulling them in to make this a holistic view. Typically, uh, funding is allocated at the portfolio view. So you've got a, a, a short, more of a mid-range and a long-range uh, view. And it really pulls all of that together to, to bring a holistic uh, picture together. Is this the most difficult part of an agile transformation, or at least one of the last pieces that people implement? Uh, definitely. This is one of the more challenging uh, aspects to uh, any organization that's adopting uh, agile, typically in a, going through a digital transformation. Uh, this is usually one of the last areas, just because of the number of uh, stakeholders involved. But also we are coming up against uh, long held processes, uh, typically at a corporate or a business unit level. So there's um, hesitancy, uh, sometimes resistance, but you know, it's so critical as you scale up agile that you need to have uh, the funding in sync. And we now know that it's best to go by product or, or value stream, but this is an area that takes a lot of education. Uh, there's been a lot of ground over the past few years broken uh, with uh, finance folks and with auditors in particular, of uh, just some educational element. And typically there's an education component of working with uh, your audit firm to make sure that they understand what this is about, why we're going at a, a faster cadence, and also what those audit controls look like. So a lot of uh, agile lean practices fit very nicely in terms of audit controls, which is typically what, what your audit firm is looking for. So this is uh, one of the very um, last but critical pieces uh, of a larger adoption. So we now know what agile funding is. We know the benefits of agile funding and not to oversimplify things, but when you're talking to clients, what are some of the recommendations or things that you have them keep in mind as they're going through this transformation to agile funding? Yeah, so there's several things. Well, first of all, like I mentioned, there's a lot of different stakeholders. So um, just getting the right people from finance, the right people from typically an enterprise PMO, 
Uh, some companies are moving more towards a value management office. If, if they're doing uh, agile at a portfolio level, they'll have a lean portfolio uh, together. Uh, you want to pull those stakeholders together, maybe an IT controller, uh, business uh, finance um, folks together, and really level set initially with some education, uh, just so everybody understands why the change is, is desired, one of the benefits. So there's a change um, component up front. There's also a bit of a process component as well. So we have to look at what those audit controls look like today, what are the requirements, and make sure that our new processes for, say, quarterly uh, strategic portfolio reviews, including the budget review and, and updates, uh, what does that look like and, and how does that flow? We need to look at the outputs um, in terms of that process and want to make sure that we are creating an opportunity for improvement as well. So getting the IT finance folks, the business finance folks, and have them attend um, big room planning or PI planning, get them involved and give them some exposure uh, to the big picture of, of getting products out to market uh, and managing those opportunities is really, really critical uh, in getting their buy-in. So that's one of the, the, the very first things to look at. That's great. Well, Fred, as always, we appreciate your insight and your expertise. And Jim, I'll hand it back to you. Thank you very much, Doug and Fred. This is a great topic. Um, and I want to remind everybody that in the description of this podcast, you're going to find a link to a PDF to an ebook called Agile Finance, Getting What You Pay For. It's a fantastic in-depth look at uh, Agile funding. And then I also want to encourage you to join us next week for our next podcast as we continue our discussion um, on Agile, such as Agile value metrics and the value of that. So Doug and Fred, thanks again for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you.